0: Ryan Reese This is Live with Ryan Reese Call now one 564 6173 Or post your questions using the hashtag Live Ryan Reese on his Instagram Twitter or Facebook
1: Well Sean I'm just over here on my Instagram Uh huh Looking at all these people at pumpkin patches
0: Yeah With their kids Does it look like they're having a good time? It's just a dream <laughs> It's just a dream for me a dream that can't come true for you? Not this year.
1: Look, Ivan's laughing over there in the sound booth. You know, I saw him at a pumpkin patch the other day with his newborn son. And Crystal and I were just sitting there looking at her Instagram, going, man, look at all these people at the pumpkin patches with their babies having a great time. That is like a mission impossible for us with triplets to get to. <laughs> it's gnarly to get to church, it's insane. But, you know, I'm really happy for all you guys. (laughs) Ivan, I'm happy for you over there. Have a great time with your baby at the pumpkin patch, posting your little pictures. (laughs) I hope you had a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah, was it fun? (laughs) 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 Looks like you had a great time. And then who else? I was looking at someone else. Oh, Phil. You know Phil and Connie? You know that she's pregnant? Yeah. So she's there at the pumpkin patch. (laughs) Posting their little pictures. <laughs> I'm not bitter. Nope.
0: Not me. So so <laughs> so to say the least, you're definitely in a transition in your life right now. We're probably gonna be talking about some of those things tonight. But you know, you have triplets. So you have three little girls and um leaving the house is a is mission impossible, is what you're saying.
1: Well, let me just give you a little taste of what I experienced on the way over here tonight. Go for it. They are seven and a half months, maybe a w- maybe one more week, maybe you know, in seven months and three weeks or whatever. They're getting up there. They're crawling. They're they're standing. The littlest ones, like mm-hmm. actually, she's crawling. She's she's the one that's like leading the pack right now, Evelyn. But um, yeah, it's it's pretty insane. Like uh, when I was leaving the house, we have my wife's there, and she's been trying to take a nap, you know, for the last three hours, and I'm. You know, I had to get home and get ready for the radio. And uh, we had Lisa over there, too, Shiny Heads Mom. Mm-hmm. So she's there helping out. And then we have, uh, uh, what's her name? sister? Crystal's sister there, too. She's visiting. But guess what? All three babies are sick. They all got diarrhea. Oh. They're all sick. Dude, one threw up on me the other day, and it went down the front of my chest <laughs> and down the back into my hair. <laughs> that was the craziest sensation. <laughs> Never had that before. <laughs> So this is going down, right? And this is actually happening as I'm trying to leave the house. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, she diarrhea everyone. Get her to the shower. So I'm downstairs watching a kid while they're, you know, while they're playing hot potatoes with the other kids trying to get in violent. But it's like, it's crazy. And then even to get to church, you know, mm-hmm. we're we're doing a lot of like live stream right mm-hmm. now because um it's 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 pretty, pretty crazy. But all of that to say God is amazing, like these babies are 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 blessing. Obviously, we went through infertility and you know through praying and 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 trusting walking by faith not by sight believing that God was going to do his thing he did yeah and yeah uh, we got these girls i mean it's it's amazing but honestly it's we're in like a big storm yep big storm and you know tonight we'll talk about storms because i mean th- my storm is is this situation where we feel like we can't get our head above water cuz it's you know even if there's two people and there's three babies newborns you know not three older kids three newborns it's crazy yeah you know the sleep deprivation them not sleeping we live in a a, a small condo <laughs> it's like crazy right mm-hmm. right but you know that's just my storm that i'm going through right now but other people are going through different storms in their life oh yeah you know i know that you, you had a you had a crazy crazy day today yep. as well because you're going to south america
0: yep and i found that you know how things happen you know in our lives in ministry things change on the drop of the dime your dad called me about five days ago. He's like, hey, pack your bags. I go, why? He's like, you're going to Colombia with me. Well, at least he didn't say, <laughs> pack your bags. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> no. But he's like, so, you know, going through the whole thing, and now just preparation for it. Yeah. You know, it's a pastor's conference that they got going on down there and um, trying to get a study done. I was at the house trying to get everything dialed in. And then just in preparation because it's by translation obviously, so I got to take that into account yep. while you're putting a study together. Um, and yeah, you know, and when you go through trials and, and temptations, all of us, like you said, go through different things, you know, I battle with physical things. I have horrible stomach issues. So for me and migraines, you know that I battle with them. So, And that's, be, that's, because you, that's safe to say because of the past and drugs and, probably, and these things. You probably beat my body down so much. Yeah. But, you know, those two things, migraines, stomach issues, are probably the worst things to happen when you speak a lot, you know, because oh, it's yeah. all in preparation, especially nerves and everything probably bring it up. So I go through different things. And, you know, in my own mind, I'm like, man, I mean, I, I'm stoked that I'm going. But at the same time, I think of like, oh man, seven hour plane drive. I always hear these stories, few hours to get to El Secreto, you know, different things. And I'm like, oh man, but this is how I feel. I feel if God is really opening up this door, he wants me to go, he's going to take care of all those situations. Because yep. really, it's very easy to start being overwhelmed with the circumstance that you're in at a time when you're going through a testing or a trial. Um, but it's always important to remember that God's for me. Like, I'll make it through. And even when you, where you're at right now in your life, like, and you said it too, it's like, it's tough. There's a day in and day out things that you're going through that at times they seem overwhelming. But in the end, seriously, in the end, um, God's going to show you great lessons that you would have never learned, probably things of his character through this process of your life.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to figure that out as I'm going <laughs> through this. And, you know, this just goes for anyone, anyone that's listening on the radio, it's, uh, when we go through these trials and tribulations, James talks about it's perfecting our faith, you yeah. know, and, and it's producing
0: uh, Christian character. He says, count it all joy. Count it <laughs> all joy. <laughs> it's hard. James, where are you at, boy? <laughs> Let me talk to
1: you. No, uh, yeah, you're supposed to count it all joy. And um, I'm just going through it to see what God is is trying to show me. Obviously, he's, he's. I don't even know. It's It's just crazy. We're going for it. Well, but it's good. It's 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 a good time because, you know, I decided, uh, you know, probably, I don't know, I gave my life to the Lord, what, like nine years ago or something Mm -hmm. like that. Got saved. Uh, Started telling my story about a year after. Um, Launched, you know, some music festivals with uh, the Whosoever's and Exit. Started doing those things. And, you know, just kind of kept doing evangelistic stuff. And and God was kind of just doing his thing with me. I was just following him. I didn't have a plan. Mm -hmm. But through all that, you know, I um, got an opportunity to start a night called Shine at – Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa. Um, Chuck Smith and Brian Broderson um, had me come out and do a once a month speaking engagement. I started it, and it was awesome. It was once a month. It was fun. You know, I never would go uh, to Bible school. I just go through all the Chuck Smith CDs. Right. But um, I didn't know how to teach, and they let me do it. <laughs> and I learned how to teach by, by just being hands-on mm-hmm. and, and learning. And um, through that, it turned into a weekly study. And then from there, I started—well, uh, actually, I met my wife, Chris at, at that shine. time. I, I met her, and then I got married. And then during that time, I decided to start another night shine at Calvary Chapel Diamond Bar, um, up, at, up at Diamond Bar on Sunday nights. Yep. And that is was going good, or and is your, going your good. And your Costa
0: Mesa one in Orange County went from doing it once a month to weekly, to a tour weekly and the Diamond yeah. Bar was always weekly. It was
1: always weekly. Once it, it got yeah, started. Once it started. So, yeah. so now you got these two weekly things, plus we all I got married, and then we launched the full Whosoever's High School mm-hmm. tour, which we're going to high schools every Wednesday. So now I'm running the whosoever's movement, which I obviously work on all the product and the marketing and all the Mm -hmm. back-end stuff. But then we're going speaking on Wednesdays at high schools. Mm -hmm. I'm newly married. uh, Shine Thursday night. Shine Sunday night. And then the opportunity with the radio show happens. So now that's Saturday night. Then I get pregnant. I don't get pregnant.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was going (laughs) to say.
1: my wife gets pregnant after we went through this infertility for about a year and a half. So then we get pregnant with triplets. And then she's on bed rest while I'm doing all of this stuff still. We have the kids. And now we're seven months deep. And I have all this stuff going on. Our high school tours are exploding. We're even doing more than one day a week now. And I get to the point where I'm like, dude, like, I'm kind of stressing out. Like, there's a lot of weight that I'm holding. Mm-hmm. And I know that this isn't of God because God, when you're serving God, it's not a burden. Right. You know, and I just, I was trying to figure out for like, and this, like, again, the listeners, listen up. Because you might be going through a situation similar to this. You got, you're taking on too much, but you, you feel like, oh, I'm serving God. You know, this has to be right, but it's not right. If you're like, if you're neglecting, like it got to a point where I'm like, how can I be a father? How can I be a husband? I got all this ministry stuff going on. But my, my first ministry is my wife and my kids. Right. So I'm trying to battle this. I'm seeing what the scripture is saying. I'm trying to, you know, I feel this weight because I'm not a quitter. You know, obviously mm-hmm. I'm like, we'll start 20 shines. Right. We'll do U.S. tours. Like, let's go take the land <laughs> for Jesus. You know, right. I'm not a quitter. I'm like, I'll oh, go get her and, and I'll do, I'll, I won't i will stop. Right. But I got to the point where I'm like, hold on, if my my if i'm if i'm neglecting my wife and my kids like this isn't this doesn't all add up right so i wanted to catch it before it got into a situation so i just realized okay i got to step back on a couple things i'm going to pursue my call in life that i know of right now is to reach people with the gospel of of jesus christ it's to do evangelistic stuff and i I teach the bible i'm never going to stop teaching. Um, but I had to take a step back. And right now I'm in this season. I'm in this chapter, this new chapter in my life, this period. So I was, I was on vacation and I was just praying and going, God, what do you want me to do? We got these two shine nights. We got the Hooswevers, we got the radio, we got this, we got that. I got these other speaking engagements that are coming in. What do I do? And I was, I remember I was just worn with the stuff in my heart. And I was, I remember I was, I was feeding one of the kids in the, in the room and I I've, I've been going through Chuck Smith through the Bible, and right now I'm I'm in uh, I'm going through the Old Testament now, and I'm in uh, where am Proverbs, and I was going to turn it on, and something told me, well I know it's the Holy Spirit, basically just led me to go to K Wave. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, but I want to keep going. I like just going doing laps through the, the Chuck Smith series through the mm-hmm. Bible, you know, to just get the get the correct doctrine, and he's the way he teaches is just amazing for me. I love it. So. I'm like, all right, fine, I'll just turn to K-Wave. So I go over to K-Wave app, turn it on, and there's this English guy speaking. And I, what, I don't know if I've told you this, but I don't like listening to people with accents. Yeah, I'm
0: actually the same I'm way. I'm the
1: same way. I, I tell my wife the same thing. I love people with accents, but I don't like listening to people teach the Bible with accents. Mm-hmm. Because it's hard enough for me to focus anyway. <laughs> you know, and this is why I like listening to Chuck Smith, because he's slow, mm-hmm. he's simple, but he's, he's deep. And, and I like that, you know, so, but I don't like listening to guys' to accents. It gets me off, like Alistair Begg and all these guys, mm-hmm. you know, these old school guys. Mm-hmm. I, I don't do it. Mm-hmm. So this guy comes on, about a great guy with an accent. I've never even heard this guy speak before,
0: but his name's Phil... DeCourcy. DeCourcy. Have you yeah. ever heard of him before? Well, uh, you, um, For me? you sent You sent me one of the studies. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I've never heard of him before, but um, he was on, I don't know, like 10, 30, 11, anywhere from like 10, 30 to 12 o'clock on K-Wave. But uh, he he just starts speaking. And it's right in the middle of this Bible study, but he's talking about Elijah. And he's talking about this dude, Elijah, that came out of nowhere. And God used him in a big way. Then he withdrew him to the cave. And then he was there, you know, feeding him. And just he was he was resting. God was doing a work in his life in that cave, keeping him out of the limelight for a while. Mm-hmm. And then he raises him up to go to the Mount Carmel and, you know, how he kills all the prophets and all that stuff. And then later on it goes where he calls fire down from heaven. But Elijah's this this, this dude, just this common folk <laughs> mm-hmm. that God uses— big time withdraws them and then uses them big time and then withdraws them. And he wasn't just on the front lines of ministry the whole time. So as this guy was speaking, he basically, um, he said this sentence and I, I had to go back and find this guy's website so I could find exactly what he said. But he literally, I felt like God was in the room speaking to me through this man of what was going on in my heart, because I'll never run away from a, from a, from, um, from work or anything like that. I'll just keep pressing on. But I knew that something that God was doing something in my heart that I couldn't keep going in the, the direction I was going at that time. Something had to change. And then when this guy started speaking, he basically said this withdrawing from the front line of ministry is not an escape. I needed personally to hear that.
0: That's what you said.
1: I needed to hear that sentence because I felt like if I just, I was like a coward if I just withdrew from ministry, or like I didn't have what it takes, or whatever. Because you know I'm not right. I'm I'm a I'm a go getter I'm not I don't like to back down, right? Right. So I had to hear this sentence, and God uses dude to speak to this. Withdrawing from the front line of ministry is not an escape; it's strategic means that God uses to center our life upon Him. To help us understand his will more clearly and build spiritual reserves for future service. He has to work in us before he can work through us. So, basically, what this guy said just really confirmed to me that I wasn't escaping from ministry. Why? Dude, I'm still in ministry, I'm still running the movement, I'm still speaking. Every Wednesday at high schools to these kids, I'm still doing the radio show. Mm-hmm. I'm still full-time, but I'm just not maxed. I mean, me being with the, the shines, I'm like maxed, maxed, out. Maxed, yeah. maxed out. Like I don't have time for my family and stuff, and that's that's not good. God, right. God wants to see the way I honor my family as well, you know, so he can sure. bless me. So then he goes on to say, you know, he has to work in us before he can work through us, and it really just confirmed to me that, like, this is a season that God is having me kind of, step down from the teaching side right now just to sit at his feet yeah he's going to build those those reserves and now here i am i'm reading books i've been trying to read for the last two years there you go i'm going through chuck smith again going through the bible again reading through it at my own time and it's like it's and it's it's building these reserves in my life it's this new chapter.
0: Well, I think the the whole thing is, is really important, especially how you've been really transparent. We're going to be talking about this a little bit more. If you're tuning in right now, this is Live with Ryan Reese. Just want to remind you that at ryan you we have all the archive studies that are there. There's podcasts. We've, we've been doing this show on Saturday nights for over a year and a half. Time's gone by so fast. Um, the Shine studies of all Ryan's teachings are out there. The YouTubes are out there. We encourage you to go. Through those also, the thewhossovers.com. There's so many things taking place with the whosoever's. Like Ryan's been mentioning a lot right now is the Kill the Noise Tour. They're going off. Uh, they're having so many uh, kids show up. There's so many things taking place in the high schools right now. You can still book them But I would encourage you to go to thewhosovers.com and see what's taking place uh, with them. And even throughout the show, things that we're going to be talking about throughout this time, if there's something that you want to talk about, maybe you find yourself going through this trial and testing, maybe you want to bounce something off us tonight, you can call in at 888-564-6173. Again, the number is 888-564-6173. You know, talking about the high school is really quick, Ryan, before we get back into your story. um. You sent me that article the other day of that a satanic like agenda trying the Church to start of clubs, Satan, right? The Church of Satan in schools. Yeah, the Church of Satan, right. Anton
1: Levay, his mm-hmm. his branch of, of Satanism. Uh, they are starting a um, after school program, basically what we're doing. We're going after school program to
0: counteract and like giving the gospel. Yeah. They're
1: doing the opposite. They're going and they're pushing Satanism, um, and they are launching all across the United States. And they are getting into some schools, and California hasn't let them in yet. But yeah, that's actually happening. The Church of Satan is doing after-school events, outreach programs for the
0: kids, which is nuts. And you know, we were talking this about is not a thought. This yeah. is actually happening. This is happening. It's on and LA Times. When we yeah, uh, Los Angeles Times dot yeah, com. yeah dot com. LATimes.com. We were talking about this as we were coming up here tonight, how crazy the world is. You know, we see things on social media. You can't help but see some of the things that are out there. Um, There's things that, you know, you see come through. Uh, television And, man, I, I was talking about, so we were on the show, like, a few weeks ago. We were talking about, obviously, a pornography problems, such a major problem in our society. Um, somebody was talking about how the video games are getting into virtual reality, where you kind of put, like, a whole, like, uh, almost, like, sunglasses around your face, and you're, like, you're in it. And we were talking about, watch, so they're going to, you know, start up some kind of pornography that's virtual reality. And sure enough, I said last it. week, he's mm-hmm. saying that they're taking this Kim Kardashian video and turning it into a virtual reality thing. And the the heart of man is continuing getting darker. We're in a time in this generation where we're going to see so much wickedness. There are so many lives being destroyed. We deal with people all the time. And going back to what you're talking about in your own life, like... God's called us in this time in, in our history um, to be to um, reach out to people, to have a heart for people. And I think it's very important to for preparation in our lives for what God has for us in the long run. You know, you said this is a time right now in your life where you can kind of get refreshed, reprogrammed, and see like, Lord, how do you want me to be used in the days that we're living in today? And so I, I think that's a good thing. And also what I think is a good thing is to be transparent. Um, you, with the shine the other day, um, in Orange County in Diamond Bar, just kind of sharing your heart with the people, everybody's stoked on it because rarely do you hear somebody like that in ministry, a pastor, whatever, saying, look, you know, cause there's nothing there's the, the, the main thing is I want to be a good husband. I want to be a good father. And I continue want to do do my call, but dude, really, I'm, you're maxed out. Are <laughs> oh, you yeah. still doing yeah. stuff like you said? The high schools is a major thing. The radio is a major thing. And you still have opportunities to teach more. And I know there's other things in the works that you want to do. Yeah, right. It's
1: it's the, by no means um, have I slowed down. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just always done above and beyond. Right. So I'm just doing like no, what people are normally doing for exactly. um, why while, while we have these kids, but you know, it, it's true, like. And I think it, we have to be transparent because we're real people with real issues, <laughs> mm-hmm. just like everyone else. Right. And um, just because we were able to teach the Bible or have the show or anything doesn't put us on a platform. I, I go through the same problems anyone else goes through. Yeah. Me and my wife, we fight. My kids, you're going crazy. You know, I have parents, you know. You know, it's just the, you know, you know what I'm saying. Just normal, get, normal it, problems. It man. is
0: so important, like, Graham, what you're saying right now. To take inventory. My wife's amazing now. Right. Yeah.
1: My wife's amazing.
0: You got to take inventory of your life. All of us do. I have to at times, you know? Sometimes you get yourself so, have so many things going on. I've done that multiple times in the times of being in ministry. Mm. And then I'm like, I got to pull this out. And it's not being unspiritual either. You know, sometimes our minds like, well, if I don't do this, like, does that, you know what I'm saying? It's like a mind trip. Like for me, it's a Bible college. I taught Bible college for seven years. And when I taught it, I'd always teach in the morning for a couple hours earlier. I made a commitment. I wasn't going to teach at night. Why? I'm not taking another night away from my kids or my wife, you know? It's not that I'm unspiritual, you know? It's like I know my life, I know where, God, where God's leading me and I don't want ministry to become a grind. We have to take
1: inventory. No, it's it's so true cuz I, mean, I was I was thinking like, okay, am I going to be cuz Am I gonna be like the guy that just puts ministry first and all this stuff and his family last? And then you hear about, oh yeah, did you hear about so-and-so, Pastor So-and-so? His wife left him. Mm-hmm. And you're all of a sudden you start looking at the dude's life, and you're like, Well, no duh, he was never around. Right. He put ministry first and he put his family last. No duh. She left him. Mm-hmm. You hear about that story all the all time.
0: time all the you time.
1: know, or the she cheats on him or something happens and oh yeah she cheated him it's like dude the dude wasn't around right like what do you think was going to happen and i'm not going to be that guy Mm -hmm. and you know we we don't we shouldn't god's not stoked on that you know he brought you your wife and then he blesses you with kids he wants there's that there's that balance there has to be you know and i i found i'm finding that balance right now and uh i'm i'm excited man i'm excited to see what god's gonna do and it's just a it's a new season, and you know the other thing too is when I was actually I was talking to Brian Broderson about this. I talked to my dad and Brian because I said, "Look, guys, I I, I got to, you know, I'm not going to be doing Shine right now at the moment." So, I you know, I talked to Brian for at Costa Mesa, so I ended up shutting down Shine Costa Mesa. This last Thursday was the last one for now. Mm-hmm. We don't know if it's going to reopen or not. Hey, whatever whatever God wants to do, but right now it's it's not happening. And, you know, I, I got to share my heart with the people. And it, pe- all the people are coming up to me after. They say, dude, we love, we love the fact that you when you're here, you speak. But we understand, mm-hmm. you know. And it's awesome. So, uh, But one cool thing that Brian said is uh, he's like, I'm so glad that you – I don't have that text, but he basically said something like, I'm so glad you're not just stuck in like a, a routine. You're not just doing it because it's a routine or it's a habit, but that you're open to the Holy Spirit to see what he wants to do. And it's so true, Sean. You could probably relate to this. How easy can we get stuck in a routine? Oh yeah. I mean, I should have done this seven months ago. <laughs> honestly. Yeah. I should have done this when the kids came. The fact that we got to seven months like this is insane. But um no, I've you it's so easy to get stuck in a routine and say, no, this is what God gave me. I'm teaching. This is what God wants me to do, and that's it. And you just do it. And you just burn yourself out. You're burning your family out. But you got to be open to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit clearly spoke to me that night and gave me the green light. when he gave me that green light, then I went and met with Ryan. He gave me the green light. I met with my dad for, for Shine Diamond Bar. He gave me the green light. And then it's just like, okay, Holy Spirit, my dad, Brian, three confirmations, done. Yep. And guess what?
0: I have peace. And that's the most important thing. You know, when you have peace, then you know that the Lord is in it. You know, because... Right now, all of the you know for the Shine in, in Diamond Bar, that thing's still going on. We're keeping that it's one cracking. open. It's cracking. out, cal- yeah. um, dot org. You can watch it all live and I'll, live as well. I'm gonna be there. Yep. I'm going with my and that's family. That's what you said. Yeah. I'm gonna be. That's the other thing. Is yep. like I'm gonna be at Shine
1: in Diamond Bar every Sunday night with me, my wife, and my kids sitting at the
0: feet of Jesus with everyone else. Yep. And uh, just being there at church, which is important, man, because. The the most important thing before we get so busy doing ministry, you have to be with Jesus. You have to spend time with the Lord. That's the only way. Because um, you know, there's those stories that we have in the Bible. You have the, the Mary and Martha. Martha was too busy doing all these things and Mary was sitting at the feet. Man, it's important to sit at the feet because I know in my life I can get busy with a lot of things. Even going to the to Columbia again, I'm in my mind I'm like, I have all these things going on. Like when your dad said, I'm like man, do you understand? I got to do these couple things. But in my heart, I know I'm supposed to go. And I already have this in my heart. Like, Lord, speak to me while I'm out there. I know I'm going out there to be with your dad and to teach out there, but I I believe there's something the Lord's going to do in my life while I'm away Mm -hmm. to slow me down a little bit, to do inventory again. Like When I come back, I kind of have a couple things where I need to make some decisions on Mm -hmm. where I don't get too busy with different things and just hone in. Of you what know what God's supposed to do in my dis- life.
1: Dis- what you're basically talking about is disconnecting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very important to disconnect. That's what I have. If you look on my sticky notes right here on my phone, I basically, you know, I have my my to-do list, you know, every mm-hmm. day what I'm doing. But on my top of my sticky notes right here at the top, it says disconnect. That's my number one thing. Basically, what disconnect means is to literally... Disconnect, turn off my air, get on airplane mode or whatever it is. Get, al- get alone and and connect to God. Disconnect from like this world. Spend that time, read my devotion, read my Bible, read that book, listen to that Bible study, whatever it is, disconnecting from this. And by you going on that plane, you're gonna be disconnected in that plane for no cell service right. for a while. And this being in Columbia, you're not gonna be using your phone out there. Right. You're in to Columbia, right? Yep. Yeah. So it's it's important to disconnect and that way you're able to hear the voice of God. Because I could right now, I could be totally connected, not teaching, but not hearing God's voice and be caught up in a million other things because Satan Very loves easy. to distract. Yep. I need to hear God's voice. I need to hear what he wants to do and to do inventory on my life to see what the next step is in my life. Am I going to be teaching shine ever again? Mm-hmm. Am I going to do a U.S. tour with the kill the noise? That's, a, that's an amazing opportunity. Honestly, my heart's pulling to the United States to do another major tour. Right. I don't know. Maybe God's going, no, you're going to just chill for two years. I don't know. But how are you going to find out? We got to disconnect.
0: There is. I have a, a, a scripture that, that God gave me when I came into the ministry. And every so often I refer back to it. And it's in 2 Corinthians 4. I want to read it. It's just two verses. It says this. In 2 Corinthians 4, verses 16 to 18, it says, Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more and exceedingly eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. All chapter 4, Paul's talking about the struggle of life, struggle of ministry. He's like, I don't lose heart. God's in control. There's a blessing that God has done in my life. He's changed and transformed my life. And if I'm going through a a problem right now or a situation or I'm feeling overburdened, he says, this light affliction, affliction, it's but for a moment. And it's doing something that I don't even see right now, but it's working something out that's eternal in the end. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's a reflection lately of like, dude, we're in a, you know, often in scripture it says that the Christian life is like a race. And in a race, there's discipline that has to take place. And for some of our races, they're going to be longer than others. Um, and one day we're going to complete that race. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to be faithful to the Lord in my life. You know, I want to do exactly what he's called me to do. And I don't want to get sidetracked. I don't want to be detoured and be wasting time on things I don't need to. Absolutely.
1: And you know, we got one minute till the break, but when we come back from the break, I want to talk about, cause you know, there's, you teach the Bible, I teach the Bible and there's people in ministry and leadership that you have accountability when you're when you're in that. When you're teaching, you're not playing games. You're in the Word or else you're going to be a fool up there, right? right. But I want to talk to the people, the listeners that are not in ministry,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that are not teaching the Bible, and where they're at in their walk and how they can stay on point. And accountability so they could hear God's voice. Because it's so easy to get distracted. When right, you don't right. have that, like, I got to teach the Bible this weekend. I better be in the Word. When you don't have that weighing over your head, it's so easy to be like, I'm not going to read the Bible today, tomorrow, the next day, the next day. Let's talk about that Let's when we get them. back. Yeah. That's important. Yep, we'll All be right. back. We love you guys.
0: More Live with Ryan Reese coming no, up. No. Is everything all right? Call now, one 564 6173 Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop-de-doo. Now, back to Live with Ryan Reese.
1: what
0: Definitely, definitely need to uh, go next time. To Colombia. Yes. Need you need to. I
1: know You went
0: there a lot when you were younger probably, right? Yeah, man.
1: I grew up going down there f- at least once a year, twice a year there in Chile. Even like where you're going in Bogota, mm-hmm. we used to, um, that, I mean, that was when they had the mission and it was all burnt down mm-hmm. and we we like lived in half of it. We'd have the hammocks set up and there'd be bats crawling That's around. That's what I hear, those bat stories. Bat poop falling. Like, we'd take showers. Like, you're basically out in the jungle, pretty much, huh. swimming in the river, alligator, or hunting alligators and the whole swinging from vines in the jungle. There's like monkeys. That's what I hear. Yeah, it's gonna be nuts. Yep. Well, if you guys were with us before the break, I mean, actually, at break, I was talking to Sean about Columbia, so sorry about that. <laughs> um, we were just talking about um, just hearing God's voice and seeing what God wants you to do in your life. And recently, you know, I've been, I had triplets and, we have the radio show. I was teaching two times a week, going to the high schools one day of the week, plus running the Who's Wars movement, and I was just caught up in being super, super busy about my father's business. But my first ministry is my family and my kids, and I. I knew that I had to change something. I had to let some stuff go so I could put my focus on my first ministry, as well as be in ministry, in, in ministry, still serving, doing the high schools and and radio and the Whosoever's movement and stuff like that. Right. But um, while I took since I stepped down from from teaching, uh, right now in this season, I don't know how long it's going to be. I mean, if God gives me the green light tomorrow, I'm going. You know, mm-hmm. but however long it is, it's important for me to stay plugged in to the word of God to stay on point as iron sharpens iron, right? So a friend sharpens a friend. I need to be on point. And what I've noticed is since I don't have to teach every week, all of a sudden now I'm like, oh, well, I don't have to be as on point as I normally am because if you're teaching the Bible, you need to be in the word. Every single day. And let me quote this. You need to be in a word every single day anyway, but even more so when you're teaching or else for me, I don't make, I don't write notes. Yeah. You know, I just go up there. I learn and then I go up and speak. So if I'm not in the word of God, that would be scary. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> i run off stage.
0: Hey, guys, I'm out of here. <laughs> I don't know what happened over there. <laughs> we, we've talked We've talked about that before. When, when you're teaching, you know, you're kind of like in that mode. You're in teaching mode. You're in preparation. You're, yes. You're, you're disciplining yourself. You're just, you know, way into the Word because you want to make sure that you teach good and, and, you're, and you're flowing yes. by, by God's Spirit. But like you said, when you don't have that kind of... Um, I don't know. You feel like you can be a little lax or not have that discipline because maybe you're not going to use it, or wh- who knows what our mentality can be. Sometimes it's way easy to it's, go on chill mode.
1: It's it's so easy, and you know it's just like skateboarding. So like you know, you know if you were going to have a skate contest, you're going to be be skateboarding every day. You're going to be skating to so you're on point right. in that contest. And then all of a sudden, if you don't have that contest, and you just kind of skate and here and there doing your thing, whatever, and it's just it's in the it's in the same thing you get. You, you, aren't, you just aren't skating as good and that's the same thing with our Christian walk is um, you have to be in the word of God every day and I realized that I needed to even though I'm not teaching anymore that it was kind of the first couple of days I was like oh, okay well I'm just busy with the family you can make all these excuses I'm busy with the kids oh I'm taking care of my wife oh we're going to go here and go here but it's like then one day goes by and then two days goes by and then three days and then next you know You're not reading the Bible and that you're not plugged into the source. And then you're opening yourself up for the enemy to mess with you.
0: And you get more mad too. It's easy to get more mad, more irritable irritable and all these things.
1: (laughs) So what I, what I realize, and this just goes for the listeners, is that I'm not teaching right now. I don't have to be in that study zone, Mm -hmm. but you know what? I'm going to be in that study zone because I want to be in that study zone. I want to be on point. I want to be reading. I want to be praying. I want to be on my A game with 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 God, and I could see how easy it is for the for people that are listening that aren't in ministry just to go to the go to the church on Sundays and then on Wednesday nights or maybe just on Sundays and that's their church for the week and they don't read for the rest of the week. Right? It's so easy to get into that groove. I see it. I saw it the last like the last week. But we cannot do that, no, guys. Listening, yeah. we cannot do that. We have to find time. And as crazy as my life is right now. I'm finding time when the babies go to sleep and Crystal's asleep. Dude, I'm at my desk in my room and I'm reading the Bible or I'm listening to a Bible study or when I'm in my car. Dude, any opportunity I'm driving in my car, I put a Chuck Smith CD in. Because I'm driving anyway. What else am I going to do? I can't text.
0: Yeah, I do that too because it is important. Because as you're talking about this, you're going through the situation. Man, there's a lot of moms that are home. Same thing, taking care of all their kids and you know, you're seeing this, how it is being you know, you know, being surrounded by your kids all the time, taking care of all of their needs, before you know it, you're like, Let me just do this, let me do this and the whole day's gone. Um, and it's hard sometimes to find that time. Um, and when you don't you get irritable, the days are getting longer, everything's becoming a grind. You got to find that time some somehow. And, you know, it's going to change at times, you yeah. know. You know, there's, there's seasons, but always always make it a point to open up your word, at, you know, each day. You know, and sometimes maybe you're not able to go a long time, you know, 30 minutes, an hour or whatever, but just building like a, a consistency will do justice, man, in the end. And definitely prayer, for sure.
1: All, you know, pray without ceasing. All day long praying. Yeah. God, show up in my life. God, help me. Help me to get through this. And, you know, the reading is sometimes, man, sometimes I'm just, I'm reading a proverb. It's just important just to get whatever you can get in when you can get it. And it's not, it's not, um, when you're living, I mean, you have this busy life, mm-hmm. it's not like you can do the same thing every day. Yep. You just got to find that time. Like right now when I get home, if the kids are sleeping... I'm gonna I'm gonna get in my book. I'm going through yeah, with, he, um, the, the characters of Warren. Where's yeah Warren Words being? he's doing the characters of the Bible from the beginning, from Adam okay. and Eve, all the way t- to the end. Yeah, he's
0: good with that stuff. So
1: I'm halfway through it, but I'm I'm like on a mission. I'm like, okay, when I have time, instead of wasting time looking at social it's media or watching time, TV, man. dude, instead of wasting time, I'm like, I'm gonna go read this Bible. And when you or that book, and when you read it, you're growing in your faith. You just got to find time. It's so important to our Christian walk.
0: You can, y- there are ways to make time always, man. And the time can it can fly by so quickly. Television, man. You know, there's some things I get caught up. There's some shows that I watch sometimes. Sports, when I go through different seasons. Right now, I'm not watching as much football as it's I do. It's not usually bad to do. watch TV, though. No, you it's know. not. No, a lot of times it's kind of a, like a release. But yeah. it's so, look. I'm a big sports guy. So I could very easily watch three hours of football. Then the next thing, <laughs> three hours. Before you know it, it's six hours, man. And you're like, that is so crazy. That's why I think the Lord brought me into the ministry because otherwise I'd just be like all vegged out watching football all day long because it's so easy. But imagine if you spent that much time on the word, oh man, you'd be like on point. But um, it just goes to show you. Then there's times where it's like, it's so hard to sit down 20 minutes and read your word. Yep. But it's so much more beneficial.
1: Well, we just got a comment from a Chris online that's listening. He says, the way I stay plugged in is listening to sermons daily.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And there's so much access to them now, you know, through the technology yeah. that you have. Same yep. thing. I have I have Chuck Smith through the Bible, 2,000, 3,000 series, in-depth, topical studies, and the other guys too. Um, is that all online? Uh, I have oh, an you app. Have the, you have I have it. a special app. You I got a, an underground app.
1: Are you serious? Yeah. So there's an app that has all that. Uh-huh. Is it a Calvary Chapel app? I can't tell you. Hmm.
0: Um, but, but is that I, for our church? Yeah, that's the one that we oh, have yeah, hooked over good, there. Yeah. I got, I got everything, yeah, man. Yeah. Geisler, everyone. No, for sure. It's
1: literally just G- plugging in, and like I said, when whenever you get free time, think about it. Okay, I'm like, okay, so I, I was driving to the skate park today. It's a 30 minute drive. I'm like, I could. Go to the skate park, drive to the skate park. I'm going to go up. I'm going to be at the skate park for like an hour and a half anyway, skating. Well, I have a 30-minute drive there and back. Dude, that's an hour. That's a Bible study. Mm -hmm. Boom. Listen to a Chuck Smith CD. I got my word in. You just got to squeeze in. You got to find that time. But it's so easy to just stay in that distracted mode and just say, I don't have time. I'm going to just do this first. I'm just going to do that. You start with that attitude in the morning. I'm going to just do this first. It's going to be 12 o'clock at night. And you're like, I'm tired. I'm not doing anything now.
0: There was a, you know, somebody, it seems like everybody quotes this quote, and sometimes I hear him say it was Moody or it was Wesley or whatever. But um, there was this quote that said, I have so many things to do today, I must spend several hours in prayer to do, do them. And I like that quote because our first thing is like, I don't got time to pray, I don't yeah. got time to read. And his thing is like, look, I have so many things. If I'm not dedicated to the Lord in prayer and in his word, I'm going to fail. And if we have, Chuck Smith used to say the same thing when it came to prayer. It says, if prayer was our first resort, we'd never come to our last resort. But so often we make prayer our last resort. We're like, I try everything. And then when that doesn't work out, then I pray. Me but if we put the Lord first in those, those aspects, life probably wouldn't be as much as a, of a grind. And it doesn't matter where you're at. You could be, I, it doesn't matter if you're you or my, you myself or your dad. We're all like, all of us go through different phases of our life. You know, you go through times where um, you're being used by God, same thing, but you go through trials, you go through mind trips, you go through things where the enemy's messing with you, discouraging you, um, and and making you feel like, man, um, you know, you feel inadequate sometimes, like, man, I'm I'm not a good teacher, or, or I'm you know, I'm bad at this, I'm bad at this, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, all of us go through that stuff. I go through that stuff at different seasons, and that's why I have to make things real simple. I I, I have to keep things simple, go back to the basics on a lot of things. Otherwise, I I get overwhelmed, and I don't want to be somebody that's like, look, God got a hold of my life. He's transformed your life. We talked about this a few weeks ago when you were going through this transition where it's like, man, we got to have that time to be like, look, It's a miracle that we're not out doing drugs and alcohol and living the lifestyle that we lived for so many years. And it's a miracle that God has restored our lives and the wives he's given us, the children he's given to us. We need to be able to like walk and live in those blessings and to see what God has for us. You know what I'm saying? And have joy and have joy in our lives and and have peace. Well, I can tell you this. The
1: thing that transformed my life as well as yours is I remember when, you know, when I came to the church, when I... Gave my life back to the Lord uh, nine years ago. My dad goes, hey, Ryan, he's like, get Chuck's in CDs and go through the Bible. And that's what I did. Mm-hmm. I just started going through the Bible. I started in the New Testament and flipped around, came back through the back end to the, the Old Testament, and then continued going through it. But just going through the Bible with whatever pastor you like listening to, because that's crucial. You got to find someone you want to listen to hours. I mean, you're talking <laughs> about like hundreds of hours. Right. Uh, maybe thousands of hours, I don't know. <laughs> but you got to find out uh, who you want to listen to and just start going through the Bible. And I remember just even starting with Genesis, going through Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and just listening and all these stories of old and just how Chuck's uh, broke them down and just how they these stories just applied to me. This Old Testament stories just apply to me now. Right. And then the New Testament and just going through it's just a full counsel of God. Just it, It's just transforming me. And that's what if people just plugged into the Bible and sermons, and Bible studies, and just went through it, their lives would be transformed. It says that the Word became flesh. Mm. Jesus Christ became flesh. Jesus is the Word. The Bible is Jesus. Right. And we got to make time for him, and that will transform us. And as we do that, that's when he starts speaking to us. He will start speaking to us, and he will start doing supernatural things in the natural realm. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a lot of these guys that go around, you know, searching for these signs and wonders. You know, there's a lot of that stuff going on nowadays. That's a whole nother nother conversation. But, you know, a lot of these guys are, you know, let's talk about it. we got about 15 minutes left. You know, I've been traveling around going to a lot of different um, conventions in different places. I put myself in interesting places where people wouldn't necessarily like to go. Right. Because I want to see what's going on in other churches and other
0: pastors and other Kind of get the pulse. So I want to know pulse, what's
1: going on. I don't want to sit around and, and and point fingers at everyone. I want to see what's going on and and see what God's doing and what God's not doing. But there's a lot. There's this big craze going on right now where a lot of people are doing this prosperity preaching. Mm-hmm. Big time prosperity. Even some like Calvary Chapel or, or young pastors are like going into this whole prosperity mm. teaching now. It's right. whack. Yep. Um, They're turning into like Pentecostal dudes right. jumping around and not even given like legit Bible studies anymore. We know them. It's yep. like, it's pretty sad to see the way a lot of these dudes are going. But uh, it's sad. But then, you know, there's these other guys. Then there's this whole other sect that there's guys going after the whole signs and wonders. You know, they're they're involved in this whole emotional movement. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I've been to some of these events to go see what was going on. And the Bible's not even open. I don't even know if the Bible even exists, if it's even up on the pulpit or not. That's what you said. But I didn't see any Bible. And it's all these like... Uh, it's all these one-liners. All these pastors now, these younger guys, are all doing these one-liners. You know, they, they're wearing these like rock stars, like wannabe rock stars. Trying to be all crafty. They're wearing these outfits that are like, hey, I'm I'm friends with a bunch of rock stars. I'm surrounded with rock stars. And these pastors are dressed way more expensive than these rock stars. I can right. tell you that right now. It's pathetic. Um, but yeah, they're just wearing, uh, They're there's all these one-liners. It's just all this empty stuff. It's like the, the word of God is what transforms the word of God is the, is the most important thing. It's not these one-liners. It's not all this emotionalism. Everyone's looking for these signs and wonders, signs and wonders follow. When we're in the word of God, I mean, you know, we, you've heard about our tours. We go out, we go to high schools, we, we tour the nation. We're in the word of God and we teach the word of God. Guess what? People are getting healed. We're casting demons out of people. Signs of the signs and wonders happen after, but the most important thing is the word of God and it's just it's just a little scary to see the pulse of what's going on in culture with the church. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's it's, I've, cra- it's crazy. I've, time I've said right this,
0: now. I've said this over and over, and because your dad's like drilled it into my mind. He says, "I remember when I first started um, being involved in ministry, and actually, I wasn't even on on staff yet." Your dad and Scott Salem were the only Christians that I knew at that time. So those are the only ones I would connect with. And your dad would just answer the phone. And anytime I call him, like, hey, like I was at a construction site. I'm like, man, I've been reading like First Kings. And man, this is blowing me away, like blah, blah, blah. Having this conversation. this one time, and he said it multiple times. But the first time he said it to me, he said, Sean, you stay simple. and You stay humble. And you know your word. And God will use you powerfully. That's before I ever got on this whole ride of ministry. And I've always kept that in my heart. Simple. Sometimes we can make the Christian life more difficult than it has to be. Analyze everything, confusing. Humility is key. And that is the thing that bugs me the most when I see all that kind of stuff that you're talking about. There's a lack of humility in a lot of pulpits. When there's too much focus upon a man, when you feel that, when you're tasting the, the vessel more than you're tasting the Lord, it's dangerous. When there's manipulation in the way that you're speaking, man, you're, you're going on dangerous ground and I, I, don't, I don't want to go down that way. Mm. I don't want, I want people to understand the power of God and not the wisdom of men.
1: Well, is it, is it a work of the spirit or the work of the flesh when you're begging for money?
0: No, it's flesh. It's, it's flesh. flesh. And, and then said, they say,
1: oh, we've raised all this money. That's, we raised our church. We raised all this money. That sounds like flesh. Look, like
0: at, we. look at the humility like, in, uh, just in, the Anx,
1: in the book of Acts.
0: In the book of Acts when peter and john are going to the tent, the beautiful gate and there was that beggar that was outside having his hand out for money and what did peter say silver and gold i do not have but what i do have i give to you i give you jesus and that's all you need you don't need money from me you, that's not you're you're focusing on material things the things of the gospel are eternity the simplicity that the disciples lived the humility when they started to praise them they, they were like oh man peter john he, peter's like why are you looking at us like we're something special? Let it be known that the only reason this guy is um, walking now after that man was healed was because of the power of God working through our lives. Paul did the same thing. And to me, when you deviate from that, you are going on, on dangerous ground. Humility yeah. is key. I'm telling you. It's one of the most important things. Paul mentions it multiple times throughout the New Testament. Paul,
1: yeah, I mean, it talks about it in the, in the New Testament about these these last days. I mean, my dad actually even did a post today on his uh, Instagram. I'll give him a plug, Raw Reese on Instagram. Uh, he wrote, he even did a little video, but me and him have been fired up about what's been going on. But he he did this, uh, beware of emotionalism and these young leaders pumping up young people to get them excited and lead them astray. They speak of great amounts of money that is called fleecing the flock of God. These young and old leaders are not stupid, ex- Excuse my language, but they now uh, they know better. They, uh, they know better. They are using God's little flock to become famous. They are false prophets. Paul said that it in the epistles of Timothy. Mm. So it's uh, it's pretty serious, you know. It's and it's it, it's just crazy because since I became a Christian nine years ago, I've been seeing it all like happen Trends. around us. I call, I call these guys the Transformers. <laughs> Ever since I've known them and seen them, they started transforming their clothes, their outfits, their hair, and it's just getting crazier and crazier, more expensive, more expensive. The Transformers in the church. Yep. It's sad. It's sad to see this. And then, you know, most of them just leave Calvary Chapel and go jump onto other churches, other bandwagons whatever, and whatever is popular.
0: But you know what? It's just all a phase. It is. It's all a phase. It is. And those things don't don't last. It's not gonna last. Again, There's no word of God in it anymore. It's but, just it's just it's just quotes. And the thing is, and when you deviate, and that's what, what you did, said, stay simple, humble, know your word. Because when you devi- deviate from the word, conviction is gonna go away. Um, discernment, you know, is gonna be messed up as well. You're not gonna show. You're not gonna have that that um, that sensitivity to the spirit of God. You know, you're not gonna be reminded like, uh-oh, like I shouldn't have said that today. You know, what I'm about to do is wrong because li- this is what Paul was talking about. Again, going through the New Testament again, the, the the birth of the church, there's three themes that I see that are mentioned multiple times. Um, unity is important. Satan wants to divide. Yeah. Unity. Humility. And then also this, mentioned in almost every single one of Paul's letters. John wrote about it. Peter wrote about it. Beware of false teaching and doctrine. Timothy, what your what your dad was mentioning through his post right there. Second Timothy chapter three and four, talking about how it's going to take in the last days, um, and it becomes greedy, greedy after false material gains, and that's what isn't what ministry should be. It's not what Jesus had taught us. Here it says right here. It says Second uh, Timothy three one. But know this, that in the last days, parables,
1: times will come. Second Timothy three 2, For men will be. It's actually it four. Be... I think you should have
0: put four. Oh. Uh, for, oh, no, no, for, that's three. For that's men three.
1: will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to their parents, thankful, unthankful, and unholy. And then it goes on to say, unloving, unforgiving, slandering, without self-control, brutal, um, despising of all good, uh, traitors, headstrong, haughty lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power and for such people turn away, hmm. dude. That's so gnarly. That so, is the heavy tanks. That's why we gotta pray, man. That 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 God just um. We gotta pray for the leaders, man. We gotta you pray do. for the leaders, because Satan wants to come in and, and mess up the church. You know, he wants to divide. He wants to he wants to misrepresent. I can tell you right now, all my friends that I grew up with and people that I'm surrounded by in the industry, when they see these people that's begging I, for money and stuff, I'm feel. like.
0: That's how I feel. Dude, they're
1: just like, yep, this is why I'm not a Christian because of these dudes. They've literally said, hey, how much is that dude's leather jacket right there? 600 bucks. That dude's just wearing a, a pastor's wearing a $600 jacket.
0: That, those shoes, I know how much those shoes are. I, Dude, I'm telling yeah. you, and right, you know, my friends, we my- <laughs> we grew up with guys like that too, and that's the first thing. That's how I feel. There's no like, way I would never bring my friends that I grew up with in a church like that. They'll be like, "Who is this joker, dude?" Like exactly. Well, seriously. that's what they say about these guys anyway. <laughs> you so know,
1: we gotta we gotta pray that God gets a hold of them, dude, for sure, because it's a it's a bad look for for Jesus. Just read the Gospels. Look at the disciples. Look at the the apostles. Look at look at Jesus. You know exactly. I mean. How did, he, how did he do his thing? You know, he didn't say that he had, like... I mean, he was there walking from city to city.
0: And, look... The, to, he lived a simple life, is my point. People today, they want genuineness and they want transparency. Yes. You go to the high school... They see right through things if things are fake. You know, sometimes people set, this whole, set things up and do things with, like, a wacky agenda. People see right through that. You have to have a heart and be with the people. Treat them like people. Don't treat them like cattle, you know. Yep. Don't treat them like just a number. Or treat them as individuals where you truly care for them. Um, people see right through. You got
1: to be, be with the people. I remember uh, seeing, you know, Chuck would be hanging out over there. Mm-hmm. But with the people, then I even went to go see Dave Roth at his church in Lisa Viejo. He, he's right there greeting everyone as they all come right. in. It's just good to be available. It is. With the people hanging out, knowing the people. I mean, if you're going to be preaching to them, you might as well be with them and know them and hang out with them, you know, at church. And it's, it's very, it's very important. I mean, Jesus did it Yeah, for days with with thousands of people feeding them and hanging out with them, you know, so important.
0: We have a couple more minutes, right? And um, I want to plug a couple things. Remember, you know, go to ryan-reece.com to watch all the archives here, all the shine studies. Go to thewhosovers.com. There's so much amazing gear that's out there, and all that gear that is sold, hats, shirts, girl stuff, kids stuff, goes right back into the movement, which um, allows them to be able to do things like the high school tours. You can still book the high school tours as well. Going to their uh, website for more information.
1: I yeah, if it, yeah. I mean, when you get when you buy our product, it funds our high school tour to go, right? And that's just how it works. You know, we, a lot of our kids that we we reach a lot of kids and people don't have money, but they'll instead of giving to the cause, they'll buy a T-shirt. So that's why we have products right. like whatever, whatever it takes. Our whole goal is we do free high school tours. We go to the high schools. We bring a band. We bring pizza. We give them free product. We give them free Gideon Bibles, uh, life books. We give them free drinks. Uh, we hang out with the kids. We're at the school for like three and a half hours, hanging out with them. We give them the gospel. We pray with them. Um, we get them plugged in to the, to the to our content so we can give them radio shows, give them the shine studies. That's what we do. Our call is to go out and reach these kids. And when you guys partner with, with us, when you buy our product or donate, that's what it does. It, it allows us to do the high school's. And that's it. It's very simple. So we thank you guys. All of you guys have been praying for us. All of you guys have been partnering with us. All of you guys that are locking arms with us around the world. Keep us in prayer. We want to keep continuing to hit the high schools. We want to take this thing across the United States. I think that's the next step. We've already got um, 41 invites, and we haven't even announced it yet. Amazing. But, uh, yeah, we want revival to break out. We want to give these kids the gospel and let them know that Jesus loves them. He died for their sins. And that he has a plan for them. It's that simple.
0: We love you guys.
1: Thank you for tuning in.
0: Peace. Much love. This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese.